More on the changing face of Apple journalism. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part two in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation that took on a bit of a life of its own. We continue with our examination of the changes in Apple-related journalism, how it has changed over the past few years, why it may not be a full-time job anymore, at least in the journalism area, and what that means for the future of how you will get your Apple news. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. I was going to say, some of these people were mentioning as if, you know, they're they're not that that new. Like, I'm blanking the YouTuber guy. Mmkbhd. Mkbhd. He's not that old. Hasn't been around that long. <laughs> that he's YouTuber guy. He has. There's one, he's, and we know exactly who he is. Mkbhd has been around for a very a long, long time. time. You're he started, forgetting how old I am. Well, but he also wasn't. But he, he started didn't start YouTube out as Mkbhd. As a, as a teenager. Like yeah. he started out as like a yeah, 12, 13 year old and like consistently yeah. put out content up until today. Yeah. And and that I think. Right. But, you know, how long ago was that? First that of all, was... it had to be had to be after YouTube came out. Well, he so, was also, you know, compared to some of these other people we're talking about. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's person, great. Not an Apple person like he likes yeah. Apple and they're part of the rotation, but he's not. That's true. He's not an Apple person. And and that's, that's more what I mean. The The people who used to cut their teeth on we do. We do the Apple conversation. I feel like there's a there's less space for people who are exclusively all Apple all the time. And now you have other outlets that are larger that are turning their focus. And because they're larger, because they have a larger audience, just by the nature of how they hand, they do business, it makes it harder for people who have said, I came here for the community and I stayed for the tech. Because for me... I want to hear what Kelly's opinions are on the tech. I could care less about what the latest news is. It's more of what's Kelly's opinion of the latest news. So for me, it's a matter of I see a lot of my friends and I see a lot of people in the industry who I unfortunately haven't had the privilege of meeting yet saying, I have to change how I do this. I can't just be all Apple all the time or I have to be tied to this other venue where I can be Apple all the time because their focus is everything else. And it's my job to be the Apple part of their focus. Mm -hmm. I I have a thought about the Apple part of it. I, I think that, you know, Apple is the only one for which there is really a community. It may be gaming to some extent, but, you know, I, I used to sell a windows version of Panorama. And one thing I discovered was that Windows people, there's no community. There's no, people aren't interested. They don't care about reviews. Um, You know, they don't follow it. Um, So, in fact, you know, a lot of Windows people, you know, they would be like, you sell software for Windows? Like, I, I didn't know there was any software other than Microsoft Office and maybe Photoshop. Um. So, you know, they, 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 it was very difficult. And, you know, I noticed I said I used to, because I just gave up. It was like, <laughs> it's impossible. And there was no 
you know, I mean, there did used to be a PC magazine, but there wasn't, you know, remember there used to be like version tracker. There was never anything like that for the Mac. There was Macintosh. There was, I mean, for the Windows, there was never anything. You know, there, there was this whole community. There's all these user groups for the Mac. But most of that never existed on on the Windows side. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that's why, you know, there's a lot more commentary and and journalism around the Mac because there's a community that's interested in it. And, and PCs, for the most part, are, you know, that's the thing that I enter my accounts receivable in at work. And the last thing I want to do, you know, is discuss that when I'm not at work or even, you know, know. You know, and that's another thing is a lot of people like, for example, buying software, you know, you weren't selling to the customer. You were selling to somebody in a in a buying, you know, mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, they didn't care about what features you had. They they wanted to know about financing options and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I think that's, you know, <clears throat> why there's, you know, m- most of, you know, I think the commentariat is... You know, especially when you talk about hardware platforms, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's around Apple and even Android. I don't think that there's too many people that are really that that interested. Don't tell Flo that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Flo? Oh, I love Flo. I haven't been on Progressive insurance. Oh, but says well, the insurance no. guy. The material podcast. Flo that does material. Uh, yeah. Oh, that Flo. Oh. Yeah, I've been on um, with her and Andy in there. Okay, what's yeah. funny is, oh, that flow is her Twitter username. <laughs> uh, well, and the and, whole industry has gotten yeah. so much bigger that, you know, there's bound to be some for the other stuff now. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that it's the internet, so you don't have to, you can draw on a global audience. But I do think that the Mac has, yeah. well, it just has so much more community and people was, interested. So, it was yeah, built so, in to begin with, like yeah. you, know, you mentioned user groups, and that's like another piece of that. Like, sort of what came out of that was people who go talk to lots of different user groups. Like, oh, I don't know, Chuck and Kelly and David, and you know, as random examples that I'm completely making up, right? And part of that is, is like the fact that that community existed in the first place because we didn't have those opportunities anywhere. Um, is is another piece of like where the commentary kind of came out of that. And I think that that's another notable part of that. Cause I don't remember ever hearing about windows user groups. David, do you have uh you want to get, yeah, no, I have a plan on that, in, you know, I, in my career and in, in my, my business career, and I've paid my paid job for many years. Obviously I've been working in the windows world. I, and, and my first six years of starting yeah, and, I, and, I, and I didn't have a choice. I mean, I was, Working in a business that I, I learned Windows, I learned, I learned DOS. I had I had to know it, and and my first six years in my my, my current job or career, it was that's all I did. But what really appealed to me was with Window with with Apple was the fact that I really liked the computers, and then got my first uh, Mac in, in 2006, and then and then in 2008 I started supporting them in, in my current job, and then I got involved with user groups, and then I wanted to bring that up with with Kelly just said about user groups. Um, I experienced Windows user groups, and oh my God, they're horrible. <laughs> I mean, and I agree with Jim uh, wholeheartedly that the fact that, and then you're probably smart getting out of the business of of, of of developing software for Windows because you're right, people just don't care, and Apple's Apple users are just so passionate, 
obviously I used to lead an Apple user group here in Chicago for 10 years. I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. And, and, and that was because there's so all of us as, as Apple users are very passionate. I met many of you, obviously Mac, Mac stock and got that got me even more into it, even more so. And I'm, now I'm really, I'm in here for, for the, for lifetime now, because I, you, you, you know, I was inspired to start a podcast. I've been doing it now for six years. I continue to do that. And, and uh, Jay, you made the comment that, that, that it's really going to be really hard to get into this now these days. But you know, I'm glad I'm in it, and and I may not have a huge audience, but I'm also enjoying it immensely. What I do, and met all of you guys, and have friends, and and and, and there's, that's what what's great about the Apple community. And 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 I'm thoroughly thrilled the fact that I'm, I've been part of it and continue to be part of it. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you, David. That there's a reason I show up when I can, you know, it, it's yeah. because I, I love hanging out with everybody. And I think the, the message that we send to the next generation, which sadly probably won't be running blogs, they'll be running Substack newsletters and YouTube channels and probably doing TikTok dances on top of iPads, who knows. <laughs> um, but if, if you want to be in the community, I don't think the community is necessarily the publications out there, the people talking at the publications. Yeah. I think that it is something different. It is the people who are down to tinker, the people who are, that want to play with the new apps, the people that want to voice their frustrations on a Tuesday night talking to the internet. Um, I, I think that the more and more that I find and meet interesting people through this community, the more and more I go, it's okay if my career isn't, you know, all Apple all the time. And I, I, you know, Kelly and I have talked a lot about transparency and things in the past. And I think that that's something that I, I'm glad here that I work with, you know, Tuesday nights, occasionally I get to come in and treat this like work, even though I know that it's not my job. And I think part of that makes it fun. It means I get to ruffle Chuck's feathers and what's he going to do? <laughs> Fire me? Okay. <laughs> I get my Tuesday night back. Where's, where's, where's that eject button? I The cool thing about it is the community has always been open. It's always been inviting if you find oh, yeah. the right folks in it. Um, and you just latch on to them and, and it's friendly, it's welcome. And I mean, that's great. But if you're coming here to, to make that six figure salary with that brand new YouTube channel, congratulations. You, you just joined another 800,000 people on YouTube trying to do the exact same thing. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Andrew, I want, your, I want, I want you in here because, you know, we're we always like to tease you about being the youngest one of the group here, especially if Britain, Brittany's not here. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're a young journalist in this, and it seems like you've picked uh, security as one of your specialties, but that's not that's far from the only thing you write about. I mean, how do you how do you view your opportunities in this world? Yeah, I mean, I agree with what Jay is saying. Um, I'm the new kid on the block, and I'm not just talking about my age. I've only started writing online since about 2015. One of the things that I was reading online a long time ago was, you know, people always say, find your niche, find your specialty. And Apple is no longer a specialty. And, you know, now I'm for for a number of for several years now, I've 
trying to find my own interests, security, um, cryptocurrency, I guess, nowadays. And so it is a challenge to um, find, to, to be able to express your unique voice. And hopefully, if this is your career, to be able to make money off that. And I, I think, you know, I agree with the conversation. It's a challenge nowadays. Okay, so I, I'm listening to you guys, and first of all, we also like a bu- sound like a bunch of old people. Um, According to we, Andrew, all of us are old people. So just well, so we're clear, I just well, wanna, there's, yeah, yeah, there's there's some there's some truth to that, Kelly. But you know, I, where I was going with that is that we're bemoaning the fact that it's not like the good old days, and you know, Jim did a great job of pointing out that hey, maybe the good old days weren't quite as good as we thought they were. It's just that there were we were part of a community, and this community was you know it was it was in growth mode, and it was as uh, who said it in the uh, in the chat room, um, I think it was Brian that you know there was an underdog mentality yeah. for for Apple fans, and that yeah. certainly helped. Um, I'm not sure what it says about our personalities that it all pulled us in. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's there now. And by the way, you know, back then, think about the level of technology that the average person had access to. And it was kind of by today's standards, it's pathetic. I mean, it's stone knives and bearskins. And now, you know, I've got more technology around me than I can than I can handle. And And I'm not talking about computers or Macs or iPhones or iPads. I'm just talking about, you know, what's my TV and my refrigerator and my the washer internet. dryer. I mean, come on. The, the Most internet, of us had yes. a computer before there was an internet to hook it to. And yeah, exactly. you know, the internet, like, and I think that's part of where all of this for us came from was because, you know, like when, when the internet was getting off the ground, like uh, everybody had a windows machine, you know? So when the iMac came out and the I stood for internet, if anybody remembers old Jeff Goldblum commercials, then uh, like that was part of what, made it really compelling was like the modem was just part of it. And it was understood that you were going to put it online and, you know, leave it awake all night because nobody was going to call you overnight. And then you could download your pirated copy of Photoshop four. And I've heard, and there were lots of other things that, that happened, you know, at the time. And I think that's where a lot of the information came from was because like, you couldn't go to a store and buy a program for your Mac, you know, even then, like, you know, all of the, um, like CompUSA had the little um, Apple store within a store in the back and they would get people to volunteer, uh, you know, to come back there and like nerd out with other Apple nerds. And like Apple people, at least in the in the mid to late 90s, were always sort of accustomed to finding a different source for information because there wasn't anything besides like Macworld magazine and then eventually Macworld's website. And then other people who were able to take that iMac and hook it to the internet and be able to build a website and and update people on what was going on. And you didn't have a lot of that in other places. And I think that's part of where it came from on the Apple side was we were all just uniquely positioned to go, I know there's not going to be a regular old computer magazine out there. Like unless it says Apple in the title or Mac in the title, it's not going to have anything for me. It's going to say it's computer monthly, but it's all going to be Windows junk that I don't care about and can't do anything with. And Kelly, and you're, Kelly, you're right because you know Apple was a very specialized market back then. I mean, even mm-hmm. after, once the PC came out, there was a lot more material 
uh, mm-hmm. developed for the PC because it was perceived to be a business machine and the, the Mac uh, was not. The Apple II and the Mac were not. And so, you know, it's it's just, I feel like it's trying to compare different worlds. I, and I, the internet too, I mean, I, I hear what Jay's saying and I agree with him that it's it's a lot more, it's, it, ah, it's a lot more diluted now because you're right. Everybody can pick up, uh, everybody can build a website. Everybody can pick up a microphone. Heck now, you know, with cameras built into the uh, computers, everybody can do a video show on YouTube if they want to. You know, the question is, will they? And, you know, back then, I mean, we can talk about, I don't want to take us down memory lane too far, but we can all talk about a lot of websites that are gone, you know, they because they either didn't figure out, figure out a perpetuation model, if that's what, like some businesses usually do. Um, it was run by one or two people or some key people. And mm-hmm. when they decided to hang it up, then that website went away. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I, I don't know, Jay, that it's even realistic at this point. I mean, how many people, I, I'm way out of my depth here, but, you know, could you make a living off of a Corvette podcast? Could you make a living off of, you know, just about any <clears throat> other specialty? I mean, we, we know, we all, well, I know people, and I think several of you do, you know, trying to make livings off Star Trek podcasts. And, you know, it's just not always realistic unless you have some kind of side gig or something else to monetize. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. How many subscription services are you paying for each month? Do you even know? Subscriptions add up, and sometimes we don't notice the monthly deductions from our bank accounts. And those free trials you forgot about aren't so free when they start charging your credit card each month. Why not find out how much you can save with Truebill? Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. All your subscriptions are in one place, so you can cancel them or keep them right from the app. Have trouble canceling something? Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. So you don't have to. No talking to humans, no difficult conversations. Managing money can be hard, and juggling subscriptions, even harder. Don't go it alone. Get Truebill. Start canceling your unused subscriptions at Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Go right now, Truebill.com slash MacVoices. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Truebill for their support of MacVoices. Now, there's never been a, oh, you know, just start something up and you're good to go. You know, overnight successes never, virtually never are, right? It's, you know, like you're saying with MKBHD, is that it? You know, he did it for years and years and years. And then it became a success. How about, you know, not Apple, but Scott Manley now on, 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 on YouTube. There's a bunch of YouTubers. There's a YouTuber. Now, again, this is not, this is not Apple, but my wife and I watch a, a, a YouTube channel of uh, these two people that live in Positano in Italy. And they're just, you know, talking about their life. And it's pretty clear that they are now pretty much supporting themselves off of this, uh, this YouTube um so you know and and i see new stuff you know there's new stuff coming up you know how about like steven hackett he's fairly new um david sparks 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, he he started out and just plugged away and plugged away. And he, and he just recently quit being a lawyer, you know. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure it's true. You know, if, if you really wanted to start something now and you had a voice and you had some resources so that you don't have to succeed um, tomorrow, you know, you've got to be able to. But, you know, what, you know, the other way to do it is to be luck and you land on a gold rush and, and, and the right, you know, and, and yeah, there's, there's no goal. Um, the, you know, any gold rush that ever was, I think, but I'm not sure there ever was a gold rush for being an Apple commentator. Um, I think people, uh, you know, they just love doing They kept at it. In some cases, they fell into something that like, oh, I can make a living at it. And some of the examples that we came up with, like, you know, not build from nothing, like Jason Snell, you mentioned, well, he was editor of Macworld. Right. So, you know, he leveraged that into his own thing. Whereas, say, Jerry Burrell, who was previously editor of Macworld, did not. And, you know, he's now doing something that completely has nothing to do with the Mac community. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I think there's, you know, always going to be, you know, and, and, I, and I think, you know, for me, mostly the the independent voices are the ones that are interesting. I, I don't, I'm not really that interested in what the New York times has to say, or the wall street journal, or, you know, that they tend to not have, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little too uh, homogenized for me. I'm, I'm more, you know, I think the independent voices are more interesting. <laughs> Here, here's the I can fun hear thing Jay already. <laughs> so so Chuck interviewed me when I first started coming on to Mac Voices long, long time ago. It was like what two years ago or something like that, Chuck? I don't know. Um well if it, it was like 2020, it. that was six years ago. I think it was I, it was 2020 because I had just become a developer advocate and Chuck had so asked years. me Hey, it's March again. Is there is there something still is there something that bothers you about maybe being a sellout? For and, and he meant it in the nicest way possible. Of like, you know, you're doing this thing. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You're you're talking about a product, but you're doing it on behalf of the company. And when I listen to some of my mentors, and and I'm on Relay FM, that's you know a disclosure thing. But when I talk to people like Steven or like Mike, and I ask them, "What do you tell people when they ask you what do you do?" They say, "I work in advertising." And I, I think that that has become, and it's not because people don't know what podcasts are. Trust me, everybody's been listening to the Spotify debacle with he who shall not be named on this show um, <laughs> and all this stuff. But the the idea of what is it that we're really doing and is, is, is important. And yes, Stephen, after a long time of saying, I have a family to take care of, it doesn't make sense financially to do, even though everybody else was saying, yes, it does. You should do it. Finally made that leap. And I'll let him tell the story. Ask him. Don't ask me. Um, same thing with um, with Sparky. Sparky was a lawyer. I mean, we don't. One thing we know is like lawyers, there's there's a certain there's all these different things about lawyers. Uh, apparently they like Disney a lot. But the 
that one lawyer does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one lawyer <laughs> yeah. The the thing with that is Sparky, Snell, all all of these individuals came into a position to where they had the ability, they had the privilege to to say, I'm in a position in my life where I can make this jump. The thing that I see, though, is I see a lot of people that reach out to me, that reach out to Mike as a part of his diversity uh, podcasting initiative, which uh, is accepting new people. So sign up for that. Um, This wasn't a plug this whole time, I promise. But they come in and they say, how do I do this and, and make it as a success? And the answer is, is if you're talking about Apple, the you, you kind of don't. You find you find something else that works. Or in Mike's case, you you make six podcasts that all talk adjacent to Apple. Or you run an entire network that's tech focused. You do all of these other things. You don't just sit there and talk about Apple. And the whole reason this topic came up was we have a select few of people that are left where their job is. I talk about Apple and maybe this one other thing. And it seems like more and more of these people are saying, can't do it anymore. Can't just talk about these things. I either got to expand. I got to pick up a, a podcast. I got to add video to the mix. I got to do a bunch of other stuff. I got to create a sub stack. I, again, got to do TikTok dances on iPads. Like you got you to gotta do whatever it is that's going to allow you to continue doing the thing that you love to do. And it's just, it, it seems more and more like that is just not the way to go. Are you are you saying, Jay, that you mean you you would discourage people from trying to do this? Is that what I would, you're saying? Because I would discourage no I would discourage people from trying to make a career of it. I would say do it because you want to do it. Do something else as well that will finance all the fun things that you want to do. These lights and all this stuff that doesn't come from me talking about productivity on a biweekly podcast. It comes from me showing my face up in front of my employer, smiling wide and bright and saying, let's talk about something that, you know, depending on what day of the week it is, I might want to be talking about productivity instead. But you know what? I'm going to talk about this because it's what pays my bills. And when I get to, then I do that YouTube channel, uh, you know, youtube.com slash KJY Miller. I promise again, not a promo. Um, then I do those things and I get to use all the the gadgets and gizmos. But at the end of the day, I've, I have personally, after a decade, have given up on being a professional this. I would rather be a professional this other thing that also likes to play around with this stuff because it's a lot more stable and it's a lot safer. Yeah, I've, I've held a day job most of the time that I've been doing this for most of the, like I was never a full-time person at Tua. Um, I was only briefly a full-time person at, at Mac Observer and all of that, you know, and, and like you, Chuck, you know, this is not, this is not the thing that you do because you have a paycheck addiction and, you know, just like, it's not for me either. And that's part, I've been lucky enough that I've been in, in technology. So I've been able to, to, to leverage the stuff that I know as far as being professionally a Mac support person, a Mac IT person, a Mac, um, uh, you know, enterprise fixer of problems and occasional printer whisperer, I think is my official title now. Um, like those are things that, that I've been able to do. And so I, I have the time to like, so I have sort of this, this side gig of doing, 
you know, the two out talk cast. Like if it had been, if it had been any time, but Sunday nights, like it wouldn't have worked for me to be hosting that show. And, you know, the way I was able to work it with, uh, daily observations was that that was my lunch hour because it happens during, uh, you know, from 12 to one East coast time. And so that's, that was my lunch hour. And so that was what I spent my time doing instead of eating food. And so that's part of why I've been able to be at it as long as I have is because I never made it the primary thing that I was doing. I always had like the day job. And then I did this Apple thing on the side for all this time. Well, but what Jay said encapsulates, I think some of the, the advice that I, I don't know any podcaster that doesn't give this advice. And that is, you know, don't think you're going to get rich. You know, right. do it because you love it. Because if you don't love it, you will not stick stick with it. And I know David and I had this talk when he started his show. You right. know, because it's like <laughs> if you, you know, if you are you, you sure? Well, it, no, it's not no. even that, Kelly. It, it's just you know, don't have the expectations, and it's got to be a fun thing. I mean, look, every one of us, you know, has said, "Oh my God, I got to get a show out today," or every one of us has said, "Oh my God, I get out of bed and go to work today." Okay, so it's not going to be fun a hundred percent of the time, but it darn well better be fun a good eighty to eighty-five percent, or you're just going to be miserable and you're not going to stick with it. And and I think, you know, the, the comments that were being made here about about Jason, Adam, um, everybody else that the comments were made about, they stuck with it, you know, so they must have enjoyed it. Right. Um, you know, and I, I might even debate a couple of the, the people that you cited as, you know, the, the main ones, uh, that have that quote unquote made it. I think they did have side gigs. They just may have been a little bit different kind of side gig, but they had something else going because you're right. You can't, you can't do it. This, this is not a. This is never going to be a high-paying job, and certainly not anymore. Pot take Andrew, from Chuck. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sound bite. Let's go. Let's wrap it up. Oh God. Good night, everybody. Andrew, does does any of this depress you? You know our our commentary on here from uh, yes, I'm very depressed. He's okay, drinking I'm, too. We're it's sorry. fine. <laughs> we're sorry. He's got his moonshine. You know. Yeah. But, I, but, I, no, not moonshine. I just got beer. This is a beer uh, security Friday. Okay. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I have to ask that question because, you know, it sounds like we're talking down and, you know, I, you might listen, you might say the same thing to a kid who's trying out for the high school football team, you know, forget it because you're never going to make it. Well, a few people do, you know, and I think the percentage of, of full-time Mac journalists is probably a lot smaller than the NFL or the NBA. But some people do if you're willing to make the sacrifices and stick with it. The the, the overnight success part, part is, yeah, you know, a 10-year overnight success, right? So. Yeah, I, I, I'll say that you know, I do it because I thoroughly enjoy it. People are listening. If, if people weren't listening, I wouldn't do it. And I, I see the numbers and they are listening. So I'll continue to do it. And I, I'm not, not getting rich off of it at all. I mean, and in fact, I'm investing a lot into it to, to make sure that it continues to go as it's going today. I'll be at 200 episodes pretty soon here. And I, that, that's quite a, what? you know, quite a mark as itself. You were on the hundredth episode. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm like, I did the episode. I did episode 100. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah. so, yeah, I just, I just wanted to keep it going. It, it started slow and I worked my way up and now it's become a weekly show and, and I'm, I'm proud of what I've done. And I think uh, people, people who are, people who are, are doing this are doing it because they enjoy it. 
and and then and right what you like what you said uh, chuck we're not going to make any money off this but you know let, let, let's do something fun and we have our we have our day gig so and it, you know it, it i mean here's the simple fact of the matter that you know i no matter how many people are watching this now or later you know there's some idiot with you know a dog that is five years old and looks like I don't know what a tree trunk that is going to have a viral, a video that goes viral right. and get all those hits, you know? So there's no respect for us, us guys working and and putting this stuff out constantly, but there's always that, you know, that one hit wonder or We're the folks that just, well, a euphemism, Kelly. I know. Um, but, you know, it's just, I, 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 that's, I think you got to do it. We do this Tuesday nights because, you know, it's fun. And yeah, exactly. you know, we have we have people that show up in the chat room, you know, every week. And is, is it a huge audience? No. Um, and Mac Voices, you know, itself has a wider audience, just like David's show does and Jay's show and, you know, a lot of others uh, that are audio only. But, you know, it I, I just I don't know that it's it's a realistic expectation. I'm not even sure it ever really was. I I I. I would I would love to get some of those guys, uh, you know, some of the the senior members of the community, and say, did you really start out this way? I mean, I know I know Ted Landau didn't. Ted Ted Landau started out in a completely different field, and then you know became mm-hmm. one of the big voices in in the in the Apple tech and troubleshooting community. Our discussion of Apple journalism wraps up in the next edition of Mac Voices. The Mac Voices Live panel contemplates podcasting and how it has changed Apple journalism, what it means for the future of how you get your information, and whether or not those sources can be trusted. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page. And get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.